Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, the return to Matthew Keller, Purple Insider, here on The Lake Show. I neglected to get a hold of Matthew Keller before Thanksgiving, and before you know it, I'm sitting my butt on the couch, eating turkey and dressing. I'm like... Did I forget something? And I forgot to get a hold of Matthew Collar last Wednesday. So uh, I hope that you had an awesome Thanksgiving, and I apologize for missing out on talking to you last week, my friend. You know, the, I, I've joked around with you about the disrespect that I face from this show. And, uh, you know, you, no, haven't you haven't proved me wrong here. You haven't proved me wrong. No, no. Th- there's been no disrespect my, my way towards you, ever. I mean, for, first there was the incident with the uh, the lack of a fist bump. In the press box, that was you now caught this. me off guard. Like I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm like in a food line, and I'm talking to somebody, and you're walking past me. That doesn't, that does not qualify. Is is that a like challenge? No, 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 no. I, you caught me off guard. I didn't notice who was trying to. First off, um, disrespect to me in that form would have to be something intentional. Hmm. You think that was intentional? All right. Well, uh, I, I don't know. Hard oh, see, say. there you go. There you go. See, you, you like to play this game. You like to play this game. I'll play it with you, though. But happy to have you back, man. Um, where does Vikings, Bears, Monday night, where did this past Monday night's game rank in terms of worst games that you've witnessed in person for the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, it was horrific. Yeah, I mean, usually if the game is a blowout, that means one team played well. So... You know, at least last year when they got beat 40-3 to or whatever by the Dallas Cowboys, that the Dallas Cowboys were great. <laughs> but in this game, nobody was great, uh, except for, you know, a few defensive players on Chicago's side and Minnesota's side. Daniel Hunter was fantastic. Um, Jalen Johnson, if they let that guy go in Chicago, they are making a huge mistake. He was tremendous. Uh, I didn't think there was a whole lot of credit given in the postgame locker room or the podiums to the Chicago Bears, but when I watched the game back, there were a lot of plays that were made. There were a lot of pressures that were created, and that was the thing I was concerned about going into the game is that if you look at the past maybe six weeks of Bears football, they've really gotten it together on defense, uh, not so much on offense, but on defense, and you know they've got a defensive head coach, and they also traded for Montez Sweat, who is a beast. He's a beast. Like I, When they made that trade, I saw some people – saying, oh, they overpaid and they you know, gave him too much money and too much of a draft pick. You need those guys. And we rarely see Brian O'Neill get beat up in a game. 
but he did in that one, and I thought it caused big problems. And when you look at the numbers, when Josh Dobbs was pressured, he was a complete disaster. Uh, gave the ball away, took terrible sacks, had the ball he tried to throw away and got penalized for. It was it was a mess. And when you're trying to deconstruct the whole thing, you're like, okay, so whose fault is it? The answer is everyone. I mean, Jordan Addison had a terrible game probably for the first time in his career where he walked out of the stadium like, what the heck just happened? Um, so it was uh, it was a miserable night all around. And then, you know, the defense is great for 90% of the game, but you just can't ask them to make stops every single drive. Agreed. And eventually they wore down. So, yeah, it was it was bad. It was bad. It was the NFL version of Nebraska-Iowa. Yeah, it was, it was pretty darn bad. So let me ask you this. Um, I, Josh Dobbs looked just – he looked really bad. Um, and he didn't look great against the Denver Broncos – and we, now we have back-to-back losses. Do you think, though, that – because that was just a horrible performance on Monday night. Do you think that the talk about or the fact that KOC is non-committal to him, do you think that that is an overreaction? Do you think that, that they should maybe move to start somebody else? How are you viewing this entire QB situation? Yeah, I don't think it's an overreaction because it was horrific. It wasn't just bad. It was – like pull somebody off the street, which you would have expected, not what he did against Atlanta. That's what we thought that he was going to look like uh, when they first got him. Uh, I also think that O'Connell needs to look in the mirror a little bit here because when I watch the game back, I see a lot of situations where he's asking Josh Dobbs to drop straight back in the pocket, to have very good timing, very good footwork, very good accuracy. And uh, look, this is a backup quarterback. It might have been a while since uh, Kevin O'Connell has worked with a backup quarterback. He's had Matthew Stafford and won the Super Bowl with him, and then Kirk Cousins, and I don't believe in either one of those years they had any backup quarterbacks playing. So, yeah, this is what it's like. I mean, that's why the guy's not one of the starters in the league is that he is not the most accurate, and he's not the most precise when it comes to his timing and everything else. And, oh, by the way, just got here a month ago, and I think they put a lot on his plate a lot of checks at the line of scrimmage, a lot of changes, a lot of timing stuff. Uh, and when he was running short passing game, it was going okay. Like, I mean, not all completely okay, but, you know, when he was running like little quick hitches and quick outs and stuff, a lot of them were working the other night. But then you'd have these long developing route combinations and things like that where, you know, the Bears covered it up pretty well. It would have required tight window throws. And I just think Kevin O'Connell believes very deeply that his offense, when executed correctly, is unstoppable. And he's probably right, but it's not going to be executed correctly all the time if Josh Dobbs or Nick Mullins or Jaron Hall or Todd Bauman or Gus Farah or whoever else shows up and tries to play quarterback here. Kirk Cousins is pretty good. He's a starter for a reason. He makes all that money for a reason, right? Because there's just not that many guys who can do it. Yeah. So I thought they should have continued to go with a truncated game plan, one that's more fit to keeping it simple, and they didn't. And I, I think that's a major reason why they lost the game. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talking to Matthew Collar, Purple Insider, here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Um, I want to stay with KOC for a second because you're 100% correct about how well the defense played, but the defense is eventually going to, to break at some point, and that was at the end. I need some help with trying to figure out what the heck the Vikings were doing on the possession before they gave the ball back to the Chicago Bears. Like, I, I don't understand. What was the thought process there? Like, it was, it was almost like, well, you know what? Justin Fields, he can't dare even uh, think that he's going to get the ball back and he potentially could beat us with the last second field goal. Like, I just didn't, I didn't understand the play calling there where they just kind of, they, they weren't aggressive. Yeah, I guess the the way I might look at that, if I can reach for a metaphor, would be um, when if if you give me a Maserati, I'm going to drive 90 miles an hour pretty smoothly, right? I'm going to take those corners nice and fast, accelerate. I'm going to look good. If you give me my Honda Civic and we try to go 90, it's going to rattle and shake and crash probably, right? And that's what it's like to have a great quarterback versus not a great quarterback. Uh, is that everything is harder. Everything is more dangerous when you have that backup quarterback. You can't dial it up and take the corners hard. You can't be overly aggressive if you're the head coach, or at least when, you're, when you make any mistakes, uh, it, you know, you're going to have it blow up in your face, right, when you have a backup caliber quarterback. So was that handled correctly? I don't know. I looked at all the numbers on it, and half the numbers said, you should go for it. Half said they should have played a conservative and punted it. I don't know. Josh Dobbs is your quarterback. Like, this, I keep going back to this, right? Like, this, this is just the reality. If Kirk Cousins is the quarterback, they're probably throwing two passes there, trying to get a first down and ending the game. Uh, and it's just hard, I think, for a lot of people with this team who have only seen Kirk play quarterback for a long time to now deal with the reality that you get made to look real stupid as a head coach when things go wrong when that guy's your quarterback. And I don't know how to reckon with that. Like, there's no answer. It's just the reality. I get Uh, it. but Nick Mullins isn't going to make it look better. And I agree with you. I get it. I mean, but it's 10-9. You get the ball at Chicago's 43, and you don't even attempt to do anything. Like, if you're scared, get a bodyguard. (laughs) Yeah, Dobbs had four interceptions. Four on the night. He also had two sacks that lost 16 yards and one time where he got flagged for throwing it out of bounds. I mean, that's a lot of mistakes. I mean, if you throw an interception there, he also had a pick six dropped. If you try, I mean, that's, I mean, you're supposed to dial up the aggressiveness there. I saw that all over Twitter. I understand it. We all want aggressiveness. We hate punts. I hate punts as much as anybody else. I'm all about going for it on fourth down. But that man was trying to throw the game away in every possible way. And now we want him to like push it downfield. I I don't know. No, no, no. Justifiable. There's a difference. There's a no. There's a difference between being aggressive and and actually calling plays where you're you're attempting to try to get yardage. I don't think that they were even trying to do that. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that at the end of the game after the terrible game, and we're we're in total agreement about Joshua Dobbs and what how awful he was. 
I'm not saying that they had to be super. All I'm saying is give yourself a chance to get a first down. That's all I wanted. I, I didn't think that they even attempted to try to get a first down. I, yeah, they ran the ball twice and then tried to throw a screen, and Dobbs almost threw that one for an interception, it looked like, to me. So, yeah, I mean, look, there were screen passes that almost got picked off. There was short stuff that almost got picked off. There was deep stuff. I mean, to me, the reason that they did that was just try to run the clock out uh, and then hope your punter doesn't shank it out at the 22-yard line, which is also – another factor that Kevin O'Connell could not have factored for. I think he expected his punter to pin them down there, you know, at the five yard line and make Justin Fields go all the way down the field. But that to me is a rock and a hard place. That's if you are aggressive and you throw the ball and Dobbs throws a pick six and you lose, then we're going to say, why didn't you just run the clock out? I mean, this is my whole point is I see this all over the place the last couple of days. Kevin O'Connell can't manage the game, can't call plays, can't dial up a playbook. He's a big, <laughs> fat, stupid idiot. And, and you know what? Everyone is. Look, at look. here's a great example. Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich is one of the greatest coaches of all time. His teams have been terrible the last few years. He looks totally washed, right? So does Bill Belichick. Why? Can't imagine. Tim Duncan and Tom Brady aren't here anymore. Like, that. that is, the, that is what we're dealing with. And I just, I don't know. Like, that doesn't mean I think he did everything right. I yeah. think he botched the game plan. I think he put too much on Dobbs. And, and I think that there, that was the cause of some of those interceptions and mistakes. But I also think that, like, Andy Reid looked foolish a lot with Alex Smith and looks like he can manage a game just fine with Patrick Mahomes. That's how this all works. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's the second-best team in the NFC North? Uh, it's probably the Packers. I mean, they have their starting quarterback, right? They have their starting quarterback. They're playing really good defensively. Um, Jordan Love has shown pretty significant improvement since last time they faced them, but mostly they have their starting quarterback. I mean, like I I haven't been sold on uh, Jordan Love, but at least he's been with the team for more than a month, unlike Josh Dobbs. And now the, the difference maker here could be very much that the Vikings get Justin Jefferson back. And whether it's Mullins or whether it's Dobbs, Justin Jefferson has a tendency to make people look pretty good, and he's been doing that for Kirk Cousins for the last few years. That's going to be a huge factor to whether they can make the playoffs. I think what happened the other night, though, was just a cold bath of water got thrown on everybody about the idea that Josh Dobbs might be the next Case Keenum or Wade Wilson or Jeff George or whatever from the past, and that's just not always the case. Sometimes the guys Spurgeon win or uh, Kelly Holcomb. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I still think they can make the playoffs, but that game against Green Bay at home is probably going to be the determining factor. All right, two quickies. Uh, if you're a gambler man, J.J. back after the bye? Yeah, he's, he's going to play. He's going to okay. play against the Raiders. All right, yep. sounds good. And then the last question I have for you is um, your spouse, uh, she is a big-time sports fan. Uh, me and her have talked about college basketball hoopers and just basketball in general. Who is her favorite college basketball player currently in the women's oh, game? Currently? Yeah, in currently, the women's game. I mean, well, I mean, look, you know, she does a lot of Caitlin Clark games. So it's uh, that's, is that the that's answer? up there. but. But also, but also, uh, when Paige Beckers was in high school, Sloan was writing for the Athletic and did a really cool story about going to you know one of her high school games and everything else. 
So, I mean, Paige Beckers, Caitlin Clark. No, that's not, that's, one not, you like. that's not the question. The question is who is her favorite? Well, I, I don't think she could play favorites between those two. Okay. All right. We'll see. You're going to have to ask her. I, I will. At the top of the hour, I will. Okay. <laughs> hey, man, you're awesome, man. I appreciate the time, Matthew. Thanks, Henry. Appreciate it, man. All right, take care. That's Matthew Collar, Purple Insider. Check out his fine work at Purple Insider. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 